0: time for another episode of potsdale welcome back i hope september has treated you well so far I'm your host, Holly Walter, from the Office of Communication. And speaking of being well, we're going to talk about self care today, which involves not only taking care of yourself physically, but taking care of your mental health as well. It's just as important. And the city offers assistance to do that in many ways through our employee assistance program. Here today to talk about it is Dory DiPietro, Scottsdale's dedicated on site EAP provider. Dory is also a board certified psychotherapist in private practice with more than 20 years of experience. But before I talk to Dory, I'll turn it over to Stephanie Herrada for this episode's Fast Five.
1: Hi, I'm Public Affairs Specialist Stephanie Herrada with five fast things happening around the city you need to know. This week we start off our list with Hispanic Heritage Month at number five. Mayor Ortega helped to kick things off by proclaiming September 15th through October 15th as Hispanic Heritage Month here in the city. Scottsdale was settled by and continues to be shaped by those of Hispanic heritage. So let's take this month to celebrate the histories, cultures, and contributions of Americans whose ancestors came from Hispanic countries. Next up at number four, Vista Del Camino's Healthy Packs program is back. This wonderful program provides meals to Scottsdale students who may have limited access to food over the weekends. Each Friday, teachers place bags of nutritious food and snacks into eligible children's backpacks. In the second half of last year's school year, the program provided more than 5,750 packs for more than 280 families. None of this would be possible without the ongoing partnership among Vista Del Camino Food Bank, Scottsdale Community Partners, and the Scottsdale Unified School District. To find out more, visit ScottsdaleCommunityPartners.org and click on Programs. In our number three spot, trains are on the move at McCormick Stillman Railroad Park. Construction began this week to relocate the historic Merci Car, also known as the French Gratitude Train. The car was one of 49 gifted to the United States from France in 1949 for its help during and after World War II. Relocating the train will place it closer to the Scottsdale Railroad Museum, where other historical artifacts are on display. The project is expected to be completed by the beginning of October. To find out more about the Merci Car on the Scottsdale Railroad Museum, visit therailroadpark.com. Our GIS team puts Scottsdale on the map in our number two spot. Esri is an international supplier of geographic information system software, and each year thousands of images are submitted to be featured at their annual international user conference and published in their map book. This year is the third year Scottsdale has been featured in the plenary session during the virtual conference and the sixth time being published in the map book, giving our city and the GIS team some well-deserved international recognition. Way to go, GIS team. And at number one, can't get enough Scottsdale in your life? Need another good podcast recommendation? Check out Shop Talk. Each month, Scottsdale Police Chief Jeff Walther and Public Information Officer Sergeant Kevin Kwan host a community chat and feature special community guests. The latest episode is a conversation with City Manager Jim Thompson. You can find Shop Talk on your favorite podcasting app. And that's our Fast Five for this episode of Podsdale. Got something for a future Fast Five? Let us know by emailing communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. I'll turn it back over to you. Holly? Thanks, Stephanie. I am here
0: today with Dori DiPietro. She is a licensed clinical social worker, and she is also in the role as the city's dedicated on-site EAP provider. She provides individual counseling sessions to employees, and she also provides group workshops, and we're so happy to have her here today. Welcome, Dori. Thank you, Holly, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Well, you're welcome. We would love to hear more about you. So I'll start the, the uh, interview off with that. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your professional background.
2: Sure. Well, um, as you mentioned, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I've been in private practice now for over 20 years, and I'm a certified employee assistance professional. So I've done lots of critical incident stress management.s um, across the valley, um, helping employers and employees find work-life balance uh, when something traumatic uh, happens in the workplace. So I, um, I'm also the director of the social work program at Mesa Community College, that's my full-time gig. And I am happy to be with the city of Scottsdale on Thursdays as the on-site designated um, EAP provider.
0: we're we're happy to have you here. Can you share how this partnership with the city came about?
2: Well, rather organically, it came about. Over the years, I had come out to city of Scottsdale to do critical incident stress managements through Cigna, our EAP provider, and met various departments and worked with various people. And then when the pandemic hit, and everyone's life was kind of thrown into disarray and uncertainty, lots of fear. And there was some incidents that happened as well then. City of Scottsdale said, Why don't you come every Thursday and offer critical incident stress management, offer some group discussions because people are really isolated and we'd love to come together around some topics having to do with health and wellness and uh, well being and uh, dealing with all these challenges that we're now dealing with. And I did that for about seven months and I guess I met a need and they proposed. Uh, why don't you be the on-site designated EAP therapist? And I started that in December of 2020. And here on Thursdays, from 9 to 2 it was, and now it's 9 to 5. So I'm uh, really excited to be offering more EAP services as the need and the demand increases.
0: Great. Yeah, it sounds like there's definitely a need. Um, when you talk about critical incidents, what would be an example of some of the things that you came out and worked with us on prior to working with us on site every week?
2: Yeah, well, death of an employee um, usually impacts people in the workplace and helping people move through that grief and that shock. And um, when a crime is committed uh, in the workplace or when something sudden and unexpected a traumatic event happens in the workplace all of these affect people's ability to be their best and be productive and to be feel well and without some sort of intervention it can lead to some long-term mental health issues Mm -hmm. and people that participate in critical incident stress managements fare better. They move through these difficult times uh, quicker and healthier. So yeah. So um, yeah, it's a wonderful service to be able to offer to employees uh, to assist them in their own healing Mm -hmm. process yeah and then to know that they can always use eap services on their own um, should they feel the need to beyond that as well Mm
0: -hmm. so something like that uh, might be a good first step for someone to seek out additional assistance if they need it
2: most definitely most definitely. And two, they get to have a name and a face and a feel for who and what you are mm-hmm. and may feel, you know, comfortable working with you as you you come out for to do these critical incident stress managements as well.
0: Now you mentioned in your introduction that you are a certified employee assistance professional. What does that mean exactly?
2: Well, there's actually a certifying body for employee assistance professionals. It's an international um, and national certification. And it's actually quite an arduous process that you go through of acquiring a certain amount of hours working with human resources and with workplace law and uh, policies and working with another certified employee assistance professional and the local association that every state has as well, putting in those hours, documenting those hours, reading the uh, Protocols and processes that go on with providing EAP services and then taking a test. And it was one of the most difficult tests that I have taken in my professional career, that that exam. Um, and then you are certified, and then you, you know, continue having professional growth over the time. As a, as a CEP, a Certified Employee Assistance Professional, and you get recertified every three years. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just, um, it's another way of professionally offering services in the workplace, knowing um, how to work best with mm-hmm employers and employees and workplace law and policy etc.
0: Yeah there's definitely a lot of dynamics to understand mm-hmm. in that process. Now let's talk about the private appointments now that those are offered and as you mentioned it's on Thursdays from 9 a.m and now it will be t- until 5 p.m because of the demand but if an employee wanted to um, schedule a session with you what could they talk to you about? Really just about anything anything that
2: is disrupting their peace of mind, troubling them, creating imbalance for them. Um, but mostly the I have a lot of people come to me because they're feeling anxious or they're feeling depressed or they're feeling confused and kind of stuck and not knowing where to go, what are the next steps, et cetera. And most people have tried everything they know, and then sought the help of family and friends as well before they go to see a stranger, a complete stranger, to discuss what's going on with them mentally and emotionally. And it's an opportunity to be able to see kind of more of the bigger picture and know that there's other options or ways of looking at things or ways of doing things that can actually help them to grow their repertoire of coping skills and to feel better and and do better. So really just about anything um, can bring someone to EAP services.
0: Okay, so it could be anything from work to family situation to something a person is dealing with internally. Um, sounds like it's a variety of topics that you can assist someone with.
2: Most definitely loss of a pet, okay. you know, uh, bereavement mm-hmm. and um, managing the challenges of working at home while educating your your children and the stressors involved with that or having to bring in your elderly parents to the home and caring for them while working and um, you know what are the options here and how can you overcome this challenge and find some peace of mind again yeah
0: Now, for someone who might be a little hesitant or unfamiliar with counseling and how it works, what type of advice would you give to somebody?
2: I would look at it more like coaching, you know, that when you're a baseball player, you know, you have a coach and they watch you, they observe you, they listen to you, and then they give you some suggestions. And through that process, you're able to... Do some things differently and get some different outcomes that actually improve your your game. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about more of the game of life, right? We're talking about um, the game of creating our own well being and contentment within ourselves and staying happy and at peace with ourselves and other people. So that's what a a, a therapist does and. EAP services um, helps you improve your your life situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's also important to, to uh, point out that these sessions are confidential. And can you speak to to that if there's, you know, perhaps someone has a concern wh- who will find out about this? Or I'm going to have a session with, with Dory, um, but this remains private, correct? Yeah. Well, completely. Mm-hmm. They're they're free
2: uh, and they're confidential. I cannot disclose who I speak with to City of Scottsdale or or anyone. Everything goes through the third party, which is Cigna, our EAP. And City of Scottsdale never gets a report with names of people who utilize them. They just get a tally at the end of the fiscal year to sort of show that these are of worth and value, um, et cetera. So they're completely free and and confidential, most definitely.
0: Now, um, what have you seen within your practice since the pandemic in terms of fears, concerns, um, how people are coping? Is there any general advice you can provide?
2: As human beings, we are social animals. And during this pandemic, our main way of seeking support and comfort—you know, being together in groups, even just going out to lunch or having a coffee with someone—has um, been eroded. Our we're socially more socially isolated, and so staying connected is, you know, so very very important in whatever ways that we can. Staying connected to our natural supports, our family, our friends, etc. cetera. And I know Zoom meetings or Google Meets or FaceTime is not the same as going out mm-hmm. to lunch, but recreating those social connections uh, is really very important because this has been challenging and we get through challenging times together in community. And when that community has been um, taken away from us in a sense, mm-hmm. in the ways that we n- know it to be, it can um, really cause people to be isolated and alone. And, and and that's where some real challenges set in as far sure. as mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's go back to your one-on-one sessions with employees. How are those conducted? Well,
2: uh, we were doing them virtually at the get-go because that's really the only safest way that we could do it and then as the pandemic um, improved and people were getting vaccinated and the rates were going down etc instead of phone sessions or like a google meets or a facetime I started offering some face-to-face sessions here with City of Scottsdale at the Civic One Center, but actually those have been few and, and far between. Most people are actually loving the virtual option. Mm-hmm. They're really liking that they can talk on the phone um, from their car in the parking lot or you know, on a break or uh, via a Google Meet, so they can actually see, we can see each other mm-hmm. and read body language or what have you. But it's really very convenient as opposed to driving somewhere and walking in somewhere mm-hmm. and actually uh, sitting down for a, a session. So, predominantly, it's still virtual. I think people are really preferring that. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, you couldn't even offer virtual sessions, they weren't considered. Um, billable okay yeah so this is going to be around for a Mm -hmm. while now it's um seems to be working
0: quite well Well, it's nice to have that option Mm -hmm. now you also facilitate group discussions and what are some of the topics that we've covered in those sessions
2: oh we've had um, a wealth of wonderful topics to include like mindfulness for stress management, or why we worry and what to do about it. That was probably one of the most popular ones that we had uh, thus far. Uh, this month, we have dreaming, uh, getting a good night's sleep, why why dreaming and sleeping is so foundational to our well-being. And uh, coming up um, after that, we have addictive behaviors, understanding addictive behaviors. And then, of course, Um, Holiday stress, putting the happy back in the holidays, and uh, stress management, secrets of happiness. We had one on just mental health overall. And then we had one specifically on just depression, another discussion just on anxiety. And then one of the most important ones was the um, group discussion and seminar that we had on suicide. And knowing how to recognize it and how to intervene, um, how to best intervene as someone noticing changes in, yeah. in another person. Yeah, so some really important topics mm-hmm. to.
0: Well, and a tough topic to tackle, but it sounds like a very important one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the holiday one sounds great, too. It's it's amazing. You think about the holidays and the festivities, but it's also, uh, you know, lends a stressful element to that as well. Oh,
2: yeah. The anticipation of the holidays and then the actual holidays themselves are the number one time for depression amongst people, especially women, you know, right. because women, for the most part, are um, a lot more demands are being put on them during the holidays uh, expectations to you know bake cookies and decorate and you know create this wonderful holiday feeling and so many women are just feeling overwhelmed as is uh, so this is an important topic to anticipate you know what can we do differently so that we actually have a happy
0: holiday yeah, that's good to know. Now, I know with your group sessions, those can be scheduled through our Scottsdale University uh, link on SharePoint, but you to schedule an individual session with you, that's something an employee can just simply send you an email directly to set up?
2: Just send me an email. It's just my name, dorydepetro at gmail.com. I know that's a a long cumbersome name but I think City of Scottsdale has disseminated that email pretty much everywhere mm-hmm. and uh, yeah just send me an email and I do have some availability coming up because we've added those extra that extra extra time and I can usually get you within in within a week or, okay. or so so
0: great and then how many sessions can an employee attend and visit with you for every
2: employee has 5 sessions per problem per year. So that means you know your first 5 sessions could be around caring for your elderly parent now and the demands or stressors of of that. And after 5 sessions that has been resolved and we close that EAP case out and then maybe a month later you have some relationship issues between you and your husband that are s- causing stress and um, you want to utilize EAP sessions for those. And so that's how the per problem okay. um, works. It's, life is full of many problems, mm-hmm. right? And um, so you can utilize EAP to address them as they come up. And as they occur.
0: Okay. That's good to know. Now, uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with us while we have you here?
2: Just if you have never tried counseling or uh, therapy before, I just would encourage you to, to give it a try at least, you know, one session, see how that feels. I think that you'll find that it can become really um, life enhancing for you. And, um, feel really good to, to be heard and understood and to know that you have some approaches to, uh, that you can take on to make your life a little better and a little easier. And there certainly is no better time than now to feel better and, and do better so that we can meet these challenges right. of the times that we are living in.
0: And we're not alone, certainly, right? Everyone is, is likely dealing with some type of issue or challenge in their life.
2: Oh, yeah. I was looking at the CDC website um, and they were saying in 2019, about 11% of the population stated that they had an anxiety disorder. And at the peak of the pandemic, it was about 62% of the population stated that they have an anxiety disorder. So, yeah, everyone is feeling Mm -hmm. this. And um, so... Yeah, you are not alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to have you as a resource, particularly during these changing and uh, often trying times. But we're so appreciative that we had you here in the studio today. So thank you again, Dory, for uh, joining us and sharing with us what you do for the city of Scottsdale. You're so welcome, Holly. Take good care. That wraps up this episode of Podsdale, but before I go, I would like to remind our listeners that September is National Suicide Prevention Month. This month brings awareness to an important but not often talked about topic. You can visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org for more information or take a look at our police department's social media sites. They're sharing some great information throughout the entire month. And with that, here's our trivia question How can you schedule an individual counseling session with Dory? Email your answer to communications at And I'll be back in two weeks for another episode. So until then, take care of yourself and stay cool.